cliffcentral.com. I'm Jakub Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. In this series, I hope to demystify technology in the world of business. Join me as we explore how technology can make your business better. In this episode, we're chatting about call recording. We're chatting about what call recording is, why a business would need it, and how the technology is evolving. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clearer idea of how to choose the best call recording solution for your business. I'm joined by Matt Balcom from Call Cabinet. Matt, welcome. Yeah, good. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm Matt Balcom. I'm the Sales and Marketing Director for Call Cabinet EMEA. And then just give us a little bit of background, uh, industry background. You didn't start this job a year ago. No, I didn't. I didn't actually. Funny enough, I was, uh, my first job that I got was, uh, from Cape Town out of university. Started working at a company there that, uh, uh I had one of my bosses, a guy called Yako Voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was about, what, 15, 20 years ago? I mean, I lost track. Give me my age away, yeah. <laughs> So I think, I mean, I learned a lot uh, in that space and then, you know, started getting into more into an entrepreneurial space, um, had one or two startups, um, started, you know, com- had a company that did interactive SMS technology, sort of more in the call center space, understanding exactly client satisfaction. And then I think with that, um, getting more involved into sort of the call center space, then getting more involved into voice um, came across a company um, that was run out of an individual who was based in the States, a guy called Ryan Kohan. He's the founder of Call Cabinets uh, USA or globally. And um, yeah, I started uh, Call Cabinets South Africa, I think it was probably eight, nine years ago. Wow. Um, and uh, we we started off in you know the traditional on-premise stuff and we can get into more detail, I suppose, with regards to, you know, the sort of journey we've gone into from a cloud perspective. And I, I like um, the word journey because it, uh, it is, really it's, is. it's 18 years and you know it's been a journey. <laughs> okay, so let's get straight into it. So, um, core recording, what, how would, what, what is it? How would you describe it? So, core recording, um, like to describe it, I suppose, um, it's, it's the ability to record any form of interaction over any form of telephony medium, um, whether that be, you know, your traditional telephone lines back in the day, you know, with telecom on, you know, E1s, which is your traditional copper, uh, which they've all ripped out at the moment, but, uh, moving into voice, uh, or VoIP, sorry. Um, and VoIP where you've got things like, you know, hosted PABXs. Those are, you know, telephone systems that are sitting in data centers managed by companies. Um, down to Microsoft Teams, uh, even radio. We do a lot of radio recording in the municipalities, for example, emergency okay. services, etc. Um, and then going into Teams, Zoom, all of those different types of mediums. Um, so when I say, you know, what, I suppose, what is the definition of core recording? It's the ability to record a conversation, whether that conversation, uh, is based on an interaction between a company employee and a client, for example, whether that be for financial services, or whether it just be, I suppose, uh, client satisfaction or client engagement, whether it be support, a sales made, et cetera. Um, that calls then recorded and then stored in another medium in order for an end user to log in whether it be an on-premise or a cloud-based solution, and then listen to that recording to understand exactly where that dispute resolved or where, where how to resolve a dispute, I suppose, or to listen to how that uh, agent or employee engaged with the client and and uh, take them on there. A lot of clients use that more around compliance side of things as well, um, mm-hmm. and that's where we see a lot of demand in that space, you know, from a compliance perspective. And again, we can talk about that in terms of what that is and, you know, what is compliant recording because there's a big difference between the two. Ah, 
now you're getting onto something because you know like as we uh, always talk on the show um we have these sort of uh, generic terms like call recording but there are different kinds of call recording you can get exactly. something that's compliant or not compliant um let's let's you open the door now let's go straight in <laughs> so w- when you look at like any form of telephony environment you know so as i said all those different types of environments whether it be mobile hosted on prem etc or radio etc is uh, most of these systems already have a built-in native uh, call recording platform um and what they typically do is they'll record that call uh within the application or within the telephony system they store that call within in an unencrypted format so it would be like an mp3 or .wav type of format and then stored in a bulk type of environment, like a S3 bucket in AWS or Azure Blob Storage or an on-prem uh, server environment. And then an end user or an individual can access that. Um, how they access it is dependent on you know the controls within that organization. And the organization that is recording those calls, obviously they need to be responsible for keeping those calls for whichever period of time. So if you take a native recording environment, um, as you can hear, it's, it's, there's a lot of responsibility within, you know, the IT manager or the CTO, whatever the case may be, <clears throat> and the risks involved talking about compliant recording. So when you talk about the risks of a compliant recording environment, if you look at, for example, uh, let's look at Poppy. You know, Poppy was a big sort of acronym, I suppose, used two years ago and yeah. it's sort of died off in a way, but everyone has to be Poppy compliant. Uh, Europe's got a, a, a an act called GDPR, which is very similar to that. So a lot, what happened was is that you had a lot of companies that were recording those calls, uh, and they were using it for compliance purposes. Well, they thought for compliance purposes, more for quality assurance purposes. So you hear that typical phrase in terms of saying this call may be recorded um, for you know quality control or whatever the case yes, is. Yeah. So when you look at uh, standard call recording versus compliant recording, it's actually very different. The the actual recording is is you know recording is call recording, yeah. Um, but in the way you record that call, so on all these different types of mediums, um, is that if you do require to be compliant, um, based on whatever industry that you are in, whether it's an FSI or if you're in um, FMCG or retail, whatever the case is, is the most important thing is is that that call has to be recorded and encrypted at source. So you can record the call, but you can't move that recording out into a different environment for processing and encryption. So what we do is is that in a, a compliant recording... Is that where the compliance component comes in? <clears throat> it's one of four, or one of five, I suppose, points yeah. of compliance. It's not just the encryption methodology, and, but it's the most important. And the reason for that is is that, that you are then 100% sure that that call wasn't altered or tampered with. 100% correct. So ultimately yeah. what it means is whether you're being audited or whether you take it to a court of law, you can prove that that recording has not been modified or tampered with. Like in any law, I suppose, you have to prove evidence has been modified or tampered and, with. And then is one of the major differences between this compliant recording and just standard recording. It's one of the major, one of the major, and I think the most important. And and uh, you know, to me, that always comes uh, back to what is the reason that you're recording. So correct. You, you today, you actually said it. You know, today you think it's just for staff training or whatever, but t- tomorrow you need it for to to maybe go to court or defend a uh, poppy claim or something like that. Correct. And then you don't have it. Correct. So you may have it, like you could have a recording and you could result in a dispute. But if you can, if you can't, if you can take it to a court of law and you can't prove that it hasn't been modified or tampered with, then you're in trouble. Um, and the fines within these certain acts are, are quite extreme. Um, you know, quotes unquote, I suppose it's, you know, it can be 10% of your turnover or 10 million rands worth of fines or even some d- jail time when you're looking at directorship, et cetera. 
So that encryption methodology is very, very important. The second component is, you know, when you've got a built-in native recorder and you just say SOMA send it off into a, a storage environment, what we do is, is we'll encrypt it and then send it through an end-to-end encryption portal called HTTPS. Okay. And that resides, whether it's in Azure or AWS or any hosted cloud environment of the client's preference, is that needs to reside and be stored um, at um, at rest in an encrypted format. However, the end user that needs to log in to go and listen to that recording, you need to control that. So you may have an organization where it's 10 people, 10,000 people. You've got a business team that needs to go and listen to it for, let's say, compliance purposes. So what you have to have the ability to do is, is to control that access, which they call, they talk about granular security profiling. So you could have an individual who can log into the platform who could be the CEO, could access everything. Or you could have a agent sitting in, you know, Bloemfontein at a sales desk who can only access his or her calls. So you've got to control that access in that space. Uh, can I, on that note, as as Poppy, has it changed the way that people deal with recordings? Absolutely, absolutely. So I think it's more for the organisations if they're not an FSP uh, uh, or the FSI is that um, they they typically would be recording those calls just to understand exactly how their staff are engaging with clients or they may be recording for potential disputes down the line. And that has changed the the approach to call recording, knowing there that if they do end up in a dispute, they have to ensure that it has all those boxes ticked and they're using the correct technology or security in that space. Okay, difficult question. General opinion, do you think that um, all the businesses that should be recording calls are doing it? No, I don't think so at all. Um, I think no one really wakes up. I mean, we've got a saying between our, uh, our CEO in Australia. He's He's got a good saying. Where he'll say, no one wakes up in the morning and says, yes, I'm going to buy a compliant call recording today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a necessary evil, I suppose. Um, and that we do see like in the beginning, um, speci- specifically when you're looking at a license-based approach, and that's the beauty of cloud. The beauty of cloud allows you to provide like a software as a service, which ultimately what we did was is it allows you to, um, I suppose, commoditize a solution. So back in the day when we were deploying hardware and those professional services, et cetera, the guys were coming, well, the market was coming back and saying, guys, you know, I'm not going to be paying twice the price for what I just paid for my PABX system for a voice recording solution. Yeah. My, my PABX or my telephone system has got a built-in recorder, so I'd rather take the risk. And then you'd see them three, four years down the line saying, sure, I could have bought five of those, you know, uh, those systems. Then my lesson now. Yeah, yeah. So what we found is, is that by commoditizing compliant core recording, where you're mitigating hardware, you're mitigating, I would say 90% of your professional services costs, depending on, you know, who's selling it to the market, um, is it allows the, the end user or the business to afford that, you know, in terms of paying for, uh, paying for a solution that, you know, you pay per seat per month, you can forklift up or down. Um, and you have the ability or flexibility to, you know, switch it on or off. Um, but do you get customers that, for example, go and say, Yo, I, don't, I don't think I need call recording? We do. We absolutely do. And I mean, I think it really comes down to an educational approach to understand exactly that client who says that or has the belief that, you know, they don't require compliant call recording um, is to understand what type of industry they're in. Um, you know, and to understand, you know, is there a risk of a dispute down the line or if they're an FSI? It's very different when you're looking at financial services. Financial services, um, they have to have those calls recorded. So if, but if you look and you take that out, and I'd say financial services, they contribute to probably 
80% of like our client base here, and I talk about South Africa, yeah. um, where the balance of that is 20% is, you know, call centers, FMCG, retail, whatever the case is. Um, and they, they will see, well, firstly, there may be no risk around, you know, me having a dispute, which I think in any business you're trading at the end of the day. So if you're trading, surely there is going to be some form of dispute. Um, a, t- a typical he said, she said environment. Yeah, yeah. And I think ultimately that's where your risk is. Or if you have a staff count where the staff count, when I talk about a staff count, like that are engaging with your client base and you believe that you don't need to record those calls or compliantly record those calls, what happens if there's a dispute with that uh, em- employee with, you know, with regards to dispute with the client, for example, and you ends up in, in labor court or whatever the case may be, you have to prove that. So ultimately it's, it's covering it's covering the business. It's protecting the business in terms of their services that they bring to the market. But at the same point in time, it's also protecting the consumer. Yeah. And what you typically find is, is with tech, I suppose, with cloud services, et cetera, and with all these acts that have come about and joking about how popular is the sort of acronym of 2020, for, for example, was that um, consumers are becoming more and more educated. You know, with the ability to access so much information, they would rather deal with a company that they know that they are protected so that they know that, you know, whatever that may come down to in terms of he said, he said, she said, or a dispute of any form, that they can have that uh, recording in a uh, stand up in a court of law. But also people are very service orientated these days. You know, yeah. we've got so many service providers providing so many of the same products or so much of the same product. And, you know, people want to know that, you know, they're protected in that space and that if they do require a core recording, they can get that within minutes. You know, in, in, in some instances, you can get that uh, recording three, four weeks down the line. So it also it comes down to service delivery around the customer. Or I mean, around the business to the customer. You know, if there is a dispute, you need to have the technology to provide them to listen to a recording, whether it's through a streaming service or whether it's through the front end or whatever the case is, um, and resolve that immediately. So there, there are so many business cases, I suppose, in terms of when a business says, I don't need compliant core recording. Um, okay, we're going to yeah. talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, sorry. So on that point, my example that I always use on the show is, uh, is I've got a accounting uh, firm, uh, head offices in Centurion, and I've got a branch in Durban in Cape Town. I do people's books. I'm like an outsourced accountant for them. Yeah. Um, if I now go and say, okay, right, um, I think core recording is maybe something I need to add into my into my tech environment, if you want to call it. How do I how do I know what to look for in order to to buy the right thing? So it's a good question. So in 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 that space, and I think generally in the market, as a consumer, what we call it as an end user, the first point of call would be to speak to your service provider that is providing that service for your telephony environment, okay. um, as to understand what you know what uh, services can they bolt onto your telephony. Or to your telephone systems, etc. So that would be first point of call, um, as to understand exactly what is what is the recording solution that they offer, what and what are the different options that they can offer. Um, we do find a lot of the sort of the carriers and the reseller partners here in South Africa, for example, they will say, look, if you if you want to use our native in built-in core recording solution for Mahalo, you take the risk, and there you go. Or you can you know use a compliant. Which core then recording. comes back to the question: What's the purpose of doing it if? If you don't if have you've any got guarantees. those two options, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it really comes down to what business you, what business, uh, what, what business services you're offering in the markets, and then sort of what sector you're lying in. That you know, do you need to comply? If you don't need to comply, 
then again, what is that risk that there may be a dispute down the line? So a lot of business owners, specifically in the SME space, are saying, well, I'd rather I can always take that risk and I can always resolve that in form or I may have engagements typically over emails or over paper or whatever, but there's always that element of risk. So you'd have to understand and measure, take up the measurement of that risk as to whether or not you want to invest in it. And I think that's what comes back to software as a service. Um, and so if, for example, in your environment is that you have uh, have the option to look at something like that, I think where your service provider who's looking after your telephony platform, if they can provide you with a software as a service, actually mitigates all that risk in terms of in the investment into the solution. So it gives you the ability as a business owner to say, well, let me have a look at what this is, uh, this compliant core recording is all about. And funny enough, what you'll see is, is that small business owners, not just they start recording the calls, but they can start seeing additional features that they can pull out of that. And that can be anything from quality control, analytics, AI, all of that other good stuff that comes with it, which again is bolt-ons as a software as a service. So, uh, What you're talking about now, that is actually perfectly leading into where, what I wanted to talk about now. Um, cause you know, like, like us as humans, we sometimes do things and when you question what's the purpose of it, you, it's difficult to explain. So, uh, I talk in the, in the CCTV world, for example, people record, but you, who watches anything, you, you go and look for something when something happened. Um, now call recording, I can talk from my own experience because we obviously use your product. Um, uh, as you say, you know, sometimes if you, if you have a couple of hours to burn, and as the uh, the person that's not that operationally involved in a business, you go and you sit and listen to the exchange that happens between, let's say, for example, call center staff and and customers, as, as an example. You pick up there's there's it's um, uh, dare I call it business intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? yeah, like you sit and listen to it, and you go like. I can't believe we're saying it like that or here's a great opportunity for to, to upsell the customer. Yeah. Why did that not happen? But, um, uh, uh, you know, the, I think where it falls flat, if you want to call it that, is uh, it's so rich with information, but it's very difficult because the person that actually can interpret that information and sit and listen to it doesn't really have the time. Yeah. So, so uh, you now mentioned this AI story and this technology uh, uh, explosion, if you want to call it that. What is the, because uh, I mean, uh, how long has call recording been around? It's like you say, for, Jeez, yes. for I mean, yonks. Yeah, I mean, our competitors that we sort of uh, got up against in the enterprise space, they've been providing on-premise enterprise call recording for probably 30 odd years. And and, and it, it hasn't comes, evolved much. Hasn't. No, it hasn't at all. So um, so now in this cloud world and with AI or whatever, what, what does that uh, future look like? Yeah, so what what AI has done is it really has evolved uh, core recording, compliant core recording. Um, and how it's done that is, and you talk about like as a perfect example, is, is that as management or a business owner, when you're trying to go and listen to core recording, unless it's brought to your attention that you need to go and listen to that specific recording because there's an issue or whatever the case is, only then are you going to go and listen to that core recording itself. People don't have time these days to go and sit unless that is your job because there are business units within, you know, organizations that that is their job. Yeah. And it's expensive. Yeah. Um, so what AI has allowed us to do is, is to, in a, I suppose if you, if you look at it from a layman's terms perspective, it allows us to process data or recordings, 
Um, and in the processing of that data, the AI tool sets that we have or within the industry, sorry, um, basically allows it to process and listen to that recording in real time. And then to understand things like, for example, is that a female or a male? Is that call positive or negative? So it actually measures the sentiment of that phone call on both oh, sides. Sentiment. That's, and so how powerful is that? Extremely powerful. And what makes it even more powerful is, is that it, it looks at something called cadence. So from a cadence perspective, what that does is it, it allows not only the sentiment, your tone in terms of how we're engaging, you could phone into a, into a call center or into a business and you could be extremely irate based on a double billings or whatever the case is. And you could leave that call extremely happy. So what cadence does is it will actually measure that tone It'll measure the words that have been said. So you've got transcription services that has been mixed with sentiment analysis. And you can actually get a real-time, immediate real-time view of what your business is doing over the phone. Um, and it's phenomenal. It really has just started escalating. So to, so to me, the way that you explain it, that's just, that just mind-blowing because like, uh, if, if any business owner can say, um, I can get a – some form of analysis or report that says um, of the thousand calls that come into my business um, in a month, um, are you happy or like you say, or maybe cancel or, or whatever the, those or the tone like you just say the exactly. I mean, so to it, me that means like literally everybody should have it. Yeah, I mean, it's I invaluable. Mean, exactly. I mean, I, I really do agree. I think it's it's extremely powerful technology. AI has just taken it to the next step. Um, and as you said, you can be a business owner and at any point in time, you have the ability to log into your smartphone, your tablets, your PC, what, wherever you are. And you can get a real-time dashboard view of exactly how your business is operating or engaging with your client base. Because it allows you to do 100% of your QA for your entire business or for that particular business unit. Um, and, and typically in your traditional approach with you know individuals listening to recordings, and seeing, you know, was that contract concluded or did that agent engage correctly and by rating them and answering questions. And it's still done and a lot of businesses do that. Yeah. Um, this does it all immediately in real time for 100% of those engagements where yeah. your traditional approach is done by maybe 10% of your engagement. So you're not really getting a, an accurate view. And, then, and, the, and to me, the problem around people is, uh, you know, it depends on how you feel today, if you're tired or… Exactly. Excited or whatever, you know, you might interpret it differently. If it sits in a, in an AI engine, it's, it's, it's completely it's black and white. It is what it is. 100%. So is, is that technology, is it coming? Is it available? That technology is here. Um, it's been here in South Africa for the last two years. Um, and again, I think it's more of an educational process. Um, it's a technology with, with all technologies, I suppose it does come in at, at a relatively more expensive price point. But I think as long as, as the market starts to use this more and more so, it's going to become more and more commoditized. Yes. Now, one of the biggest concerns that we have, obviously, from a South African perspective, and again, South Africa being one of the most unique countries in the world, and that's why I love it here, is, is that we've got 11 different languages and I don't know how many dialects per language. So now take that and try feed that into an AI engine, <laughs> which they call a language pack. Um, so there's a lot of limitations in that space. But the beauty around AI is constantly learning. Yes. It's, it's constantly knowing that Yarnia is a positive phrase yes. or Yarnia in a, maybe a different environment could be a negative phrase. So in that, it's, it's, it is limited to a certain degree. And you talk about degrees of confidence. So when you, when you're running this AI engine and, and generating these type of results, 
if you look at like a South African English, which is South African English pack is, is, is relatively common now. You can deploy that. But again, we're in South Africa. We're not in the UK. We're not in Australia. Yeah. In those, in those countries, there's been a huge uptake on that because it's a standard language. It's a, stang, a standard dialect. So here it is a little bit more difficult. However, depending on the technology that you're using, there actually are a lot of workarounds. So you can start working on a language pack utilizing that AI toolset and allow it at least, you know, say 12 to 18 months to start learning a specific language within your organization. Okay. So utilizing just the sentiment analysis. So you can start using sentiment analysis with regards to how that agent is engaging just on their tone. Okay. Um, and then once you've allowed the AI engine to learn those specific language packs, you can then start going a deeper dive into transcription services. And then what's also very important around AI in, in the analytics space is the ability to redact information. So when you talk about compliant yes. recording, it sort of <laughs> takes that back. <laughs> so another point around compliant recording is obviously you're controlling access to that platform. But you'd never be able to stop anyone who has a, a fraudulent uh, sort of motive, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I mean by that is, is I could have access to a platform and I may want to get a recording that I want to upload into a public environment or whatever the case is. So with that, you have audit trails, for example. So in, in – um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. We were talking, we about, were talking about the redacted uh, – Yes, sorry. Or recordings okay, or transcriptions. Thanks, yeah, thanks. Okay. So we're talking about redaction, right? So – this is just one point around redaction. So redaction, basically what that does is AI also has the ability to say, listen, give me a library of words that you would like me to look out for. So these words may be ID numbers. So we're looking at sequences or numbers, for example, or I'm looking for specific phrases or words. Now, what that will do is it will look out for sequences, for example, and in the recording itself, it will actually block out, let's say, credit card details oh, okay. or your ID number. So if I'm logging into the platform and I try to listen to a recording, if I have access, obviously, then I can listen to that sensitive information. Yes, again, around compliant recording, you've got an audit trail to say that, you know, Matt logged in and he listened to that recording. So maybe we need to go have a look at that. If you look at MIFID 2 compliance, redaction is extremely important in that space, um, especially when you're talking about large sums of money or specific trade. So MIFID 2 compliance is trying to reduce the ability to have internal fraud, basically. There's a lot more to it, but... Yeah. Um, what that has the ability to is also not just redact, but pick up specific keywords that not, are not within that organization. So if I phone you this morning and say, hey, listen, Yaku, there's a thousand albatrosses flying over Cape Point. You know exactly what uh, commodity to trade or not trade or whatever the case is. And they use that, they use that specific uh, AI tool sets that you have in that environment and allows them to go and investigate into a specific trade, for example. So it provides them with a proactive approach. So there's so many use cases and then, around AI. And, and then can I assume that um, if you, if you know storing and as the, those uh, learning packs uh, get updated, you can uh, retrospectively, if you wanted to go look for historical trends or Hundred percent correct. It's almost like you can buy time back. You're buying you... time back, exactly. So once you do get to that point, you can then just reprocess that into ten years worth of recording from from your initial and pick up a trend or exactly like you say sentiment difference or yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think um, uh, sometimes uh, uh, you know you, you talk about these big organisations and you go like like, like it's. You know, there's not big stuff that happens immediately. You know, it's like a bit of a trend yeah. where there's a negative sentiment towards their pricing or the engagement or marketing or whatever. 
And then five years later, you go like, where did all the business go? But you actually have the information that can give you. So we, uh, five years ago, we introduced this and therefore that's happening or stuff like that. Correct. It's Correct. massively powerful. So it can so, be reactive and proactive in both modes. So, so for something that's, uh, uh, dare I say it sounds so mundane, like you say, compliance, how sexy can it be? <laughs> but, um, there's actually, if you, if you think a little bit wider, even for my little 30 man accounting business, there's, I can actually get business benefit. I call it business intelligence. Obviously not, but I mean, there's Which that's stuff that's happening in my business that, uh, that, uh, you know, humans are unique people things and we do weird things and that core recording can actually reveal what's happening in your organization exactly and coupled with that which is actually a very good point is that you've got data which is called metadata pertaining to that core recording so once that voice is recorded you have all the matching metadata pertaining to it because it allows you to use that metadata to search for the recording but what we're starting to see is is that we've got this vast gold mine of data not just the voice, but the actual metadata yes, that okay, allows you, you to, as a business owner, for example, you can see so much into and, and, and then apply that into a BI report of some sort or use consulting services coupled with that. So there's so many offspins that you can look at using just compliant core recording. Um, so it gives you all of those benefits as well. So, and, and I always say to people, it's, it's interesting and it, it's fascinating. Um, you know, when you, you've revealed how many years we've been at this. Yeah. Uh, but you know, in the, in the, uh, when we started going into this cloud voice story, when, when we st- started building this sort of online, de- uh, let's, let's, I hate using the word, but let's call it telephone management system. Yes. Um, what was fascinating is you, you can actually, See, I mean, not granularly, but you can actually see human activity in a business by just looking at the core volumes. Yeah. When is, when are calls going out? When are they coming in? Uh, I mean, um, if it's a long weekend, Friday and Monday, by Thursday at 12 o'clock, you can see the traffic dying down. You know that the people aren't working. And exactly. it's such a little basic little thing. But what you're now talking about is, is in those times when the people are actually productive and when they saying stuff and, and doing stuff, you, you actually have the ability to, to get information out of that, that that can actually enhance your business and make it better. 100% that to correct. me, it's, it's like, you know, when you think about it like that, surely every business should have it. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I really do. And, and the beauty of it is, is it, you know, people, and we always, we talked about this in the beginning is, is that if you've got some spare time and you're going to go and look for recordings, but no one really does anymore with, with these type of AI tool sets, for example, this is that you can have word triggers. So it can say, hey, you know, this specific word was engaged by this specific client. Go listen to that recording or go and view that environment, whether it be a sales environment, retention. So if it says contract renewal, then you can go across show, across the organization. Show me every single call where contract renewal was mentioned. That is an outbound call, for example, to a specific area or dialing code, for example. And you can pull that report immediately, immediately. And that's all based on voice. That's um, fascinating. Which is, which is pretty crazy. And I mean, I, like, uh, honestly, I mean, I think every, every business owner has to, you, you have to think about, cause, you know, uh, people are seasonal and, and, uh, we know, uh, in a voice, you know, from a voice service provider perspective, Easter and December, nothing happens because everybody's on holiday. 100%. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, like contract renewals, it might be a period of the year where everybody's, uh, I'm reviewing my budget or I'm just, looking for better pricing. There's so much information that's just sitting there. But uh, in my view, it's impossible for a human to – It is. You, like you, you, you just can't. 
And and that's one I think one of the scariest things. And and I'm just I just talk within our industry is one of the I think what the market relates is one of the scariest things is here's a technology that's going to replace my staff count, or as a staff member, this technology is going to look at and it's not the case. It's a technology that that will complement your staff. It's count. actually going to make their lives easier, a lot easier, yes. a lot easier because there will always be a human intervention. Yes, hundred percent. I agree and, with you and, on across that. the board. I suppose in that space, yeah. um, so it does. It makes the lives a lot easier and makes them a lot productive, which ultimately is the bottom line: is the profit margins made utilizing this type of technology. Um, Matt, so um, if people want to know more, how do they um, learn more? So, I mean, <laughs> I suppose you got this uh, common answer is Google. But, uh, I mean, from our side of things, I don't know. Yeah, if let's talk Core Cabinet. Okay, yeah. cool. So, uh, very simple. You can go to corecabinet.com, corecabinet.co.uk. Uh, we're a global business, so, you know, co.uk.au, whatever the case is. But literally type in Core Cabinets. Um, we've designed the website to be very user-friendly. Um, so whether you're using Microsoft Teams, whether you're using hosted PABX, whether you're using radios, whether you've got a traditional old school on-premise core recording, I mean, we do still see that sort of demand. Um, and it will take you, that website will take you all the pros and the cons. We've got an entire library of what is a product offering, what is it used in specific industries, what, what are the benefits, etc. And we've got a team here dedicated from a support perspective. We've got a large team that are there to answer any questions, support any uh, questions. Which, but, uh, I mean, we sort of, uh, I'm, I'm re- retracting or redacting my, my <laughs> outro now. But, uh, I mean, that that is another very critical point is you have to worry about the support. 100% correct. The support, so, support's like a motor plan. It uh, is. It's, it's a it's, plan. It's only relevant when you need it, but uh, when you need it, you really need it. A hundred percent correct. So, um, I mean, and we've seen this with medium to large organizations that are using our technology is, is that one of the most important things is what does your support infrastructure look like? Um, and it so sits here in South Africa. It sits here in South Africa. I mean, when I do say we've got a large team, I would say that 70% of our t- uh, um, staff counts are support. Okay. Um, ranging from, you know, CTO, senior engineers to support desk engineers, um, all qualified, all have vast experience in this type of technology. Um, and, you know, from a other support perspective is obviously our sales and, uh, marketing support, which primarily is, is done through what we call the reseller channel. So what you may find is if you do go to our website and you've got a service provider that's looking after your telephony environment, it's most instances, it's not that we don't want to do business with you, is we want to give the business to our partners. Yes, 100%. And that is our business model. So you may find that, you know, clients that are, or end users that are looking at our websites and we'd really like that. Thank you. But, um, you know, just have a, have a chat to your service provider who's looking after your telephony platform and we will assist and guide you guys as to what is the best proposed solution as to what your business requirements are. Okay. Matt, thank you for your time. Cool. Thank you, Yaku. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Unbundled, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions in your business. Remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central Apple website, and for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you're looking for help with uh, communication tools in your business, please visit catalytic.co.za.